Welcome to Ignite Your Media Career with your host, Frank Fawcett at Fawcett Media. Our show is 100% listener supported. So if you've gotten anything out of the show, please consider supporting Ignite Your Acting Career at Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Ignite Your Acting Career. Or you can do a one-time donation at Cash App. Cash App is dollar sign Fawcett Media. Um, By doing this, this will keep us uh, bringing you the content that you love from Ignite Your Acting Career. Uh, We've got all types of levels, uh, all the way from $5 monthly to $100 per month. You get general uh, support, ad-free content. You can get a one-on-one career console with me live streams, added content. It's going to be really nice over there. So go ahead and subscribe on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash ignite your acting career. Hey, what's happening? This is Frank Fawcett, host of Ignite Your Media Career. Thank you for joining me. Uh, This is a new setup. We're trying to get things squared away trying to get all the technical things lined up so I can bring you uh, all this high quality content. <laughs> How y'all been? It's been a minute. Um, what's been going on here? Well, uh, growing pains, really. I'm starting to get to a place where I need to consistently put out content and I want to do that in the best way possible. Because the brand is what it is. It's media, you know. So I want to make sure that you all get the best possible experience in all platforms, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a video stream, YouTube, um, Instagram. Uh, so bear with me. <laughs> um, yeah, and I also had a photo shoot that was canceled this morning, which was crazy because I set this up probably two weeks in advance, um, very loose plan, but, uh, I wanted to go shoot some rustic locations with a model and kind of get that part off. But since we're not doing that, we're doing this. So <laughs> thank you. Um, you, you have to improvise sometimes, you know, uh, I'm so glad I had improv in my past as an actor, um, you know, working at UCB, and taking classes at UCB, you just learn that everything is beautiful. You learn that there's humor or beauty in everything that we put out there. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a good perspective on life and, um, it teaches you not to think too much. You get in your head too much and then you don't want to do anything. You know, I think a lot of people's careers suffer because of that. Um, you're not brave enough to go out and make that dis- that distinct um, contribution, significant, unique contribution to the world because you want things to be perfect. And as we see, things don't always go perfect. So if there's any takeaway from this show, I hope that that's one of them. And of course, now everything is getting loud around here. Bear with me. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that background noise, but it was crazy loud. I don't know if it's the street sweeper. 
in the new location, but going to address that sooner than later. Um, yeah. So how are you doing? How are things? <laughs> we're seeing a lot of changes come, uh, in the industry and we're starting to, uh, understand that as much as we can predict for the future, you cannot, um, not listen to what's happening. Um, recently, and this is good news, uh, some, some television shows have started to come back. Um, people are shooting in very, what would seem extreme, uh, circumstances. Basically, they're, um, quarantining. I heard for the duration of the time that they're shooting. So in some cases, if they're shooting a whole season and they're series regular, they'll be there for five to six months. Um, 14 days quarantine if you're coming from a different location and, and production is back. So round of applause. <laughs> production is back. Um, so that means for all my actors out there, get ready. If you haven't already been auditioning, um, get ready to put those self tapes out because some major, uh, studios are going to be looking for you <laughs> to shoot you in a controlled environment. And hopefully you're already in the location because if you're in Los Angeles and New York, um, you won't have to do the quarantine. But if you do come from out of state or if you shoot in uh, a state that's not local to you, um, you are going to have that 14 day window where you're not going to be able to do anything. So take that into account and prepare accordingly. Um, I guess Atlanta, too, now. Atlanta is also, if you're shooting in Atlanta, there's uh, no quarantine for you, which actually probably fares pretty well for the actors from that area because, um, you know, like like we said, it's always been a history of people being brought in from other states, from New York or L.A., other markets, London, for, for that matter, um, to be uh, the series regulars and, you know, principal roles on those shows. So, um, but yeah, you know, we're all adapting right now. And luckily, uh, we're starting to see a, a steep decline. I want to say a steep decline, but I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but we're starting to see a decline in numbers of cases per day and subsequently deaths per day. So that's a good, we're having a Shizura moment because who knows what will happen when flu season hits again. And so we've got to understand that the COVID-19 pandemic has changed our lives dramatically. And um, we're just going to have to learn ways to um, to be safe and to continue to bring the, the, the best content we can under these circumstances. There's a little opportunity that's arisen um, for independent filmmakers, um, but I urge you all to not get too, um, what's the word, to not get too comfortable and lax in your guerrilla filmmaking. Yes, you can get it done, but you know the worst worst case scenario is um, it opens you up to a lot of liability. And the, the money you save 
by cutting corners, by not having people checked and tested and temperatures taken and nurses on set, um, it's not worth it in the long run. You catch one lawsuit, there goes your whole movie. And then you're just a up and coming filmmaker. So there goes the future of the movie. There goes the future of any, um, any, uh, anything you would hope to have gained from, from said movie or television show. So be careful guys. Be very careful. So what's, what's happening in the entertainment media landscape right now? Um, starting to get some good information in the realm of, um, I made a connection. I actually knew, knew the guy through my uncle, but, um, a young man who's doing a lot of, uh, CG and, um, working in, um, virtual spaces, uh, 360 spaces. Um, he actually just got accepted to a, uh, very prestigious, uh, um, what do you call it? A very prestigious institution for, um, virtual, I guess, storytelling, filmmaking, CG. And, um, yeah. So shout out to Shani. Um, excellent job. Keep up the good work. You're fighting the good fight and you're going to make it easier for us to do our jobs in the future by innovating. And I think that's important for today. Maybe that'll be the theme of today's show is innovation helps, uh, helps us all complete our destiny. (laughs) Innovation helps us complete our innovation and collaboration helps us to all uh, build these careers that we want and, and, and facilitate this world. Because I mean, you know, there, there might be a time where we won't be able to shoot in real spaces. Um, but if you've seen in movies like, or television shows like the Mandalorian, or, um, let me think of another one. They're starting to use very innovative technology to create landscapes, uh, you know, led, video panels that can, you know, pretty much replicate any, um, landscape in kind of a real environment. It makes it look more real than if you put up a green screen and you just kind of map and, um, map your characters and, you know, actors into these virtual worlds. Um, but I follow a couple people online who are also, um, working in other programs that will help do this, taking video game technology and bringing it into uh, mainstream Hollywood. Uh, this is cutting edge stuff. And like, you know, I feel like if you have any inclination uh, to, you know, maybe you're a good artist or you're a good um, computer programmer, your skills are needed and very valuable and will be needed for the coming decade or longer. So, um, you know, shout out to you and keep innovating, keep doing what we can. And, uh, let's see. All right. Let's see. I had some stories pulled aside, 
But, uh, oh yeah, there we go. Speaking of innovation, <laughs> Tenet. Tenet takes 717K in two days as, uh, North Korea, as Korea previews, not North Korea, Korea previews a coronavirus surge threatens movie theaters. So back to what we're talking about. In an effort to retain, uh, this is in deadline, in an effort to retain in, uh, to rein in resurgent coronavirus virus cases. If you don't know, Tenet is uh, the new Christopher Nolan offering, which I've been waiting for and um, starring John David Washington. Um, excellent young actor uh, from Bowlers. Um, but it says Tenet is due for a wide release in Korea on Wednesday and two days of previews this weekend. The highly anticipated Warner Brothers title grossed a solid estimated $717,000 on 590 screens with a limited capacity, according to Kobe's. Um, now, this is good because it shows that, you know, in <laughs> people still want this type of people aren't too afraid to go to the theater to enjoy this type of um, fair, this type of video. So, uh, video, movie, movie content. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, pre-sales for Tenet have been very strong in the market. Nearly all available IMAX shows had been sold out uh, as of mid week last week. And I'd be interested to know how they separated things. The IMAX theaters are a little larger. So I wonder if you can separate people, uh, you know, so that Nobody risk, runs a risk of contracting any type of COVID-19 while they're trying to enjoy their Christopher Nolan movie. Nearly all available IMAX shows had been sold out as of midweek last week. Good. Uh, according to the exposition, uh, exhibition giant CGV, but Yonhap reported that with tightened social distancing guidelines, there we go, limiting indoor gatherings to 50 people. Wow, you can only have fifty people per movie. That's that's a big that's a big um, hit right there. Um, uh, CGV lowered the seating capacity to fifty percent, suspending its ticket booking service. The CGV Yongsan uh, venue has also been temporarily closed. Uh, now, near total lockdown may be looming if the government raises the current level. Uh, two social distancing guidelines to so level three. It would mean public gatherings of more than of more than ten people would be banned, and all movie theaters and s schools and cafes shuttered. On Sunday, authorities said masks will be mandatory throughout Seoul, with the city applying a one strike in your out policy on facilities that must be closed under elevated social distancing guidelines. That's not looking good. <laughs> Those include cinemas under a level three. A, a violation would result in a two week suspension of operations, while fines may also be imposed. The Korean Film Council has already suspended plans to distribute an additional round of discount ticket vouchers, which were instrumental in getting the business back on its feet earlier this summer. Now, see, they've had substantial progress in, in flattening the curve of cases. 
and they're still having problems. So that doesn't seem too um, hopeful for a lot of U.S. theaters that hope maybe they could get back in the business. Because, um, you know, the front end of Hollywood is is the movie theaters. So the movie theaters actually take majority of what is uh, made in the first run of... Um, see how to break this down. It's basically... Uh, oh, well, the studio takes some money and the movie theaters usually make their money on popcorn. So less people is, is rough um, popcorn. And, you know, that's why popcorn is always so expensive when it's in the movie theaters. It seems like it's like, <laughs> I'm like, I can get a bag of popcorn for a couple dollars. Why is this $20 to get popcorns and a drink, popcorn and a drink? Um, but, you know, that's kind of their uh, business model in order to license these um, these films that they get. So, um, let me finish this up. Let's see. Release of the action comedy, The Golden Holiday, was also delayed from last week until further notice, and media giant CJENM further said it's temporarily halting production on some of its drama and entertainment programs, the Korea Times reported. Uh, Korea saw its 11th consecutive day of triple-digit increases in the coronavirus infections on Sunday and the highest number of new cases since early March. Most are in the Seoul area, which is home to half of the country's roughly 52 million population per the AP. New infections were also reported in other major cities, including Busan, Daejeon, and Sejong. Yeah, so... As far as getting back to business and getting back to normal with our movies, um, it's stuff like this that kind of, you know, it it shakes the business to its core. Um, a lot of people have been, and I've been participating as well in uh, bringing more streaming content because that seems to be the safest way. If I have you watch a film, my film in your house, I don't run the risk of any liability of having you in a enclosed space with other people, which man, socially we're taking a hit right now as a culture, as a world culture. Um, and, um, you know, whoever innovates in the space will be, um, a kingmaker. I've got some ideas. Contact Fawcett Media and I can let you know a way that we can run this uh, this new 21st century uh, movie theater. That might be my contribution. <laughs> um, that would be pretty funny if, uh, <laughs> if they really did take my input. But I've got some ideas. I definitely have some ideas. It's going to take time, money, and ingenuity, you know. It's going to take somebody with a good idea to really um, to innovate. So, media at gmail.com. <laughs> Hit me up. Hit me up. I mean, I, I feel like the studio should have contacted me a long time ago. I, I mean, I don't I don't want to put myself as a I, I don't know. I'm not putting the cart before the horse. But eventually you guys will get that I'm not just some actor with a YouTube channel or a podcast. I feel like if um, we start listening 
to what Frank says, uh, you know, it might change the face of entertainment as we know it. And it's going to be better because, you know, I'm coming up with it. So not to toot my own horn, but uh, <laughs> let me wipe the dirt off my shoulders, as Jay said. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see here. Don't want to see about the how to watch the Republican National Convention, but that's coming. And uh, actually, maybe we should talk about that because I, I did mention I wanted to uh, start talking some more political because um, uh, po- politics, believe me, believe it or not, is media. Uh, maybe not specifically about politics and American politics right now because it's so divisive. But I definitely uh, think the television model um, of 24 hour news cycle is impacted the way that we uh, participate in politics. And there's so much messaging that goes into programming. <laughs> if you can see me on the video, I'm doing, I'm doing some hands, which mean programming your mind. Um, that, you know, some people swear by certain networks. I'm not going to name any. And, uh, they get their information from one source. And therefore, if any other information is entering into their uh, sphere, it's rejected. So that goes a lot into who is making these decisions to put these people on. And like I've said in previous episodes, I feel like there's been times where I watched the 24 hour news cycle and I realized that everybody was just playing a character. They set people up on multiple days to have these arguments and nothing is accomplished. And that's on purpose. It's you got to keep this content kitty full. You got to keep making stuff on the news. And so, uh, the fact that it's called news and it, 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 it fairly resembles what we used to call news back in the day. And, uh, you know, the Walter Cronkite and the, I don't know, Sam Donaldson, all those anchors that were newsmen that used to give you a very thing. Now, granted, a lot of that stuff was manipulated as well because we only had several, several sources and everybody got their news from the same place. But I do feel like it was more, uh, for lack of a better term, fair and balanced. <laughs> right now, fair and balanced means something totally different, right? Um but uh, we got to keep an eye on that because uh, even the social media aspect of manipulation that has been paid content, paid, paid traffic, paid uh, views to get out a specific message is integral in whoever will win the presidency in the United States in 2020. So it was in 2016. It also was in 2008, but people don't realize that as well. Um, it was just more prominent in 2016 when we saw Donald Trump rise from obscurity, it seems, and and defeat a whole Republican primary and uh, 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 Hillary Clinton, who was, you know, a Democrat entrenched in 
politics for the greater part of 30 years prior to that. Uh, I don't know. So, 30 years? No, it was even longer than that. Probably 40 years. I think she was um, a Goldwater girl. Yeah. Anyway, I'm nerding out. Um, okay, so I think this was a good, good show. Um, I think I got one more topic in me. Uh, let's see here. I was looking at... And the thing about this show is that uh, you never know what you're going to get. I'm going to keep you keep you guessing. <laughs> I'm going to keep you uh, aware of things. Um, oh, okay, this is good. Um, but I don't like that. Speaking of sources. Um, but it gives you an idea of what's coming. Um since we were talking about streaming, the 10 best new Netflix original movies to stream this weekend. And this comes from Mashable in Southeast Asia. Uh, let's just take a look and see what they're saying. Uh, movie theaters may be closed, but that's no excuse for watching the same old thing. In 2020, streaming services and on-demand rental platforms have kept our love for entertainment alive with releases each new releases each and every new week, every week. Now, they might need to actually slow down on the clip because I do feel like it's hard to keep up with what is really um, what is what is dropping this worth your time, because I find <laughs> I find I end up watching old documentaries as opposed to new content every day. And I'm 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 falling asleep on those half the time. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's probably more a method of my um, my relaxation than it is of consuming content um but going back uh we've lived vicariously through characters imagining in a pre-pandemic world quietly waiting out one of the weirdest years ever from the comfort of our couches sure it isn't all been good uh but some of it has been great to motivate your next session of streaming we've combed through netflix's catalog of original movies released in the past six months to find out the 10 film titles we've appreciated the most from rom-coms to buddy comedies to docs and dramas. Uh, there's plenty new to explore with your queue. Okay. Uh, number 10 lost girls inspired by true events surrounding notorious long Island serial killer director, Liz Garbus. Ah, I feel like I know Liz Garbus. I feel like I know Liz Garbus. Um, pushed uh, grim subject matter right as the pandemic began impacting the United States. So it's understandable if you missed this film. Make this effort to circle back for a stellar lead performance from Amy Ryan, great actress, uh, and excellent supporting performances by icon Gabriel Byrne, and a delicate yet fearless examination of some true crimes, some of true crimes' most maddening realities. And that is Lost Girls on Netflix right now. Um, Netflix, you're more than welcome to advertise on our platform. I'm sending people to your site. So <laughs> talk to uh, faucetmedia at gmail.com. <laughs> or you can hit me. No, good. Um, the half of it is number nine. Oh, yeah, I remember this one when it came uh, through the festivals, director Alice Wu's The Half of It isn't the best teen rom-com on Netflix. Still the addition of the straight-A student. Oh, maybe this is something else. Hold on. 
straight A student, Ellie Chu, Leah Lewis, uh, and her journey towards self-acceptance does wonders for 2020's contribution to the streaming services catalog. Looking at you, kissing booth. <laughs> That's funny. Um, kissing booth too. A charming combination of unique, unique subject matter and cliched storytelling. That's not a good review. <laughs> Half of it explores the perspectives of characters rare to the genre, namely Ellie, who is a queer Chinese American teenager with some of the most predictable narrative terms. You haven't seen this story. Hmm. But you'll feel like you have. And that's a victory for the genre on its own right. I'm going to move this along. Number eight, to all the boys. P.S. I still love you. Yes, I did hear about this one coming out. This is um, director Michael Fimojani. Um, Valentine's Day 2020 release. Uh, back into the world of uh, uh, starring Laura. Alana Condor, Jordan Fisher, and Noah Centino. Hmm. Okay. The Old Guard, which I am familiar with, Charlize Theron, um, is number seven on the list. Uh, Gina Price Blackwood, one of my favorites. Love and Basketball is an all-time classic for me. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. But also check out her new offering, which is an action film, uh, superhero kind of style um, film called The Old Guard, also starring newcomer, I'm going to say newcomer, but she, she was an Oscar nominee last year or something like that, don't quote me, Kiki Lane, and uh, one of my personal favorites, favorite actor, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Um The Old Guard is now streaming on Netflix. Six, The Lovebirds. This is... Uh, I did see part of this. Um, it's an ideal Friday night in um, Lovebirds is Kumail Nanjani and Issa Rae. Um, they star as a couple on the brink of a breakup whose evening is interrupted by a carjacking and a murder, which was hilarious. I don't know why it was hilarious. Murder is not hilarious, but they did it. They figured it out. Um it takes them down a ridiculous path of detective work and vigilantism. Vigilantism. <laughs> That's good. A stupidly funny and excellent excuse to buy a unicorn hoodie. Pretty good. Uh, number five is Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, this story of the fire saga. I did start this as well. You see, I, I, there's a trend here. I, I start movies and I hopefully get back to them, but. I get busy and I get distracted and, you know, attention deficit disorder kicks in. But, uh, Lovebirds, uh, I know Eurovision, um, song contest is the Will Ferrell, um, movie. Very weird. I'm just going to warn you. <laughs> but, uh, from what I saw so far, it's very weird. Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams, um, check that out. Uh, now streaming on Netflix, Miss Americana, Taylor Swift's uh, documentary film, uh, where it follows a singer through the last few years as she rethinks how she wants to live her life under the massive spotlight. Go check that out. Number three is Tiger Tail, uh, Alan Yang's feature film directorial debut. 
uh, tells the heartwarming story of Pinju and Yuan who met in Taiwan as children and young adults, but eventually lose touch in, uh, that is also streaming. I am not familiar with that one, but I will check that out. Tiger tail. Uh, number two is Crip Camp, a disability, uh, revolution, uh, virtual vital documentary tells the story of a generation of disability activists. See documentaries. I'm telling you some of the best storytelling out there right now. Um, shout out to Neil Brennan and Bianca Stockwatch. <laughs> you got to watch. Yeah, they, they just make good suggestions on documentaries. If you haven't seen their podcast and it's available on YouTube, um, how Neil feel. Um, this is not a plug, but they can, you know, Bianca's DM me, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, the camp, uh, camp Jened was a summer program for children and teens with a wide range of disabilities. And the documentary uses archival footage from the camp's heyday in the 1960s to show the impact its progressive and accessible space had on its campers. Some of the same people shown as children in the camp footage went on to lead life-changing de- demonstrations that prove, improved the social status of people with disabilities in the United States. But Crip Camp, uh, greatest strength as a film is showing how early access to inclusive spaces gives marginalized community members the opportunity to dream of and create a better world. Crip Camp, a disability revolution, now streaming on Netflix. And the last one. But not least, number one, for my guy, NYU, New York Knicks, my main man, what what do you say? (laughs) Spike Lee, The Five Bloods. Um, I enjoyed this film. I did see this film um, when it was released. Uh, it was kind of brushed under the rug. I had my issues with certain parts of it. Like I do wonder why the cast, um, they used, they used CGI to, um, make the characters younger (laughs) in parts. And I wonder how the film could have benefited from having a younger cast and older cast. But that's neither here nor there. I understand the constraints of dealing with um, films in this era. But The Five Bloods and the performance of Delroy Lindo is something to witness. I mean, you want to see a man go from from laughter, general, to tears. He is, he is putting on a clinic, if you've ever seen one in acting. And... Um, you know, unfortunately, I feel like the academy uh, requirements and, you know, the screenings that you have to have to qualify uh, might miss that performance of this year. But it's one of the best I've seen. And um, but anyway, Spike Lee, um, it, it's a it's a film about uh, four black Vietnam vets as they return to the former war zone in search of their dead squad leaders remains. And the millions in CIA gold they plundered and buried before their tour ended. Political differences between the men foster mistrust and complicate their journey, uh, leading to a powerful finale that is not so strangely resonant. This is Spike Lee 
for our current moment in history. The Five Bloods is now streaming on Netflix. Uh, go check that out. Great. I mean, Spike Lee is one of our masters right now. Um, still doing relevant and uh, timely filmmaking. So go check that out. Anyway, that's my time for today. I'm going to come back um, in a couple days, maybe, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. We're going to see. We're going to start kicking this thing in high gear. Uh, but I want to thank you for joining me. This is Frank Fawcett, host of Ignite Your Media Career. I want to thank you for joining me and uh, make sure to subscribe on all our platforms. Um, podcast, of course, Apple Podcasts available everywhere. Um, also subscribe to our YouTube channel. You're here on YouTube, maybe watching me. Um, check us out if you want to see the video. Um, I'm going to be uh, doing some other things on this channel. I've said it before. I'm going to do some product reviews. I'm going to start building this audience, start building the tribe of Ignite Your Media Career, uh, Fawcett Media Group, and also put out my work on there. Um, so thank you for joining me, and I will see you next time. Um, I want to say something like Mr. Rogers, a little sign off here. <laughs> I don't know. Um, won't you be my neighbor? No, <laughs> that wasn't, that wasn't what I was looking for, but all right, you get it. <laughs> Powered by Fawcett Media.